Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 191, What Comes Next? What does come next? We're going to be talking about that today. Yes, welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast, where we talk about how the gospel is good news for everyone, every day. I'm your host, Lori Krieg, and I do have alongside me my favorite licensed therapist in Argyle, aficionado. I do not like saying that word, I realized. <laughs> my husband, Matt Krieg. Hi. Sounds weird. The C. They say aficionado. You sound real pretentious when you say it. Mm -hmm. Not you. I. <laughs> and we also have with us the ever faithful and most professional radio voice among us, producer Steve. <sighs> Hi, guys. Hey, Steve. That was my sigh. Sigh, guys. Sigh, guys. I know. <laughs> guys, today we are going to have a little announcement about what is going to happen with this podcast in 2022. Uh, but first, we're going to be doing a little end of the year review, including the old word for the year. <laughs> We've oh, been, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> so, guys, if you have been uh, with us since 2017, mm. here it is. We're, we're nudging into 2022, yeah. and we've been doing this for a hot minute or four, four and a half years. I can't count. Actually, how many years is that? It is four and a half because it okay. was, you know, fall, fall of, 17. of 17. Okay. And we're, you know, to... Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah, ish. <laughs> um, so we started uh, naming words for the year, and this isn't like we, you know, consult some sort of weird thing to try to ask. Dictionary. A weird dictionary to try and figure out uh, what our word for the year is. We just asked the Lord through prayer, is there any themes that you may have for us to just focus on and when we're feeling a little lost or scattered or what's going on in the year that you'd like us to refocus onto? And so we're gonna start there. So we're gonna start with reviewing words for the year. We're gonna talk about how the gospel has been good news for us lately. Then we're gonna hit uh, that announcement uh, as far as what's this podcast gonna look like in 2022. So we're gonna go around the table here, uh, Matt and Steve, then I'll hit it up as far as what was your word for the year and, and how, how did that shape 21 for you, Matt? Yeah, so my, my word of the year was play for, for 2021. And I can't say that I did a great job at it. <laughs> at I mean, intermittently, I feel like I, I was able to, to kind of have a more playful attitude with life and not just get bogged down with worries and, and everything. But, but it was... It was rough. There were some seasons of, of real like struggle to find anything playful. And so, yeah. So I go there too when I'm like, did I do a good job, quote unquote, on my word for the year? So if we can rephrase it so that it's not like a report card, because uh, I'm married to you. So I've seen <laughs> you when you're like, dang it, what's my word for the year? And then you're like, none of this is play. So how did it, instead of being like, eh, you failed, how did it like, how did remembering your word for the year maybe pivot you in some of those dark moments? I, I think it, it kind of called my attention to the fact that play is important. Um, and so in those moments when it was more getting bogged down by like, hey, these are all the things that I need to do, the work, the all the stuff, that the obligations of life to, to kind of refocus on being present um, and if, even if it wasn't like playing a game to, to even just be able to, to sit and to laugh and to, to try and connect with the kids or to try and connect with friendships and, and, and stuff like that. So it was good. I feel like it was good. It was a good reset and, and a refocus, 
whenever I did remember like, oh yeah, this year was supposed to be more, more about play than toil. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it was good, but I, again, I feel like there's, there's definitely still an ample growth area for me to, to kind of keep in mind going forward. And can you remind the audience why you chose that word? Cause that story is really sweet. Yeah, it was in a lament. Yeah, we were and lamenting together. We were lamenting together, and, and it was in a listening prayer thing. And one of the things that I saw in there was Jesus not taking me to some dark memory, but just really playing kind of in that space with me, having me jump off these rocks in my mind, and he was catching me. And I pictured myself as a little, like, seven-year-old boy just giggling and laughing and jumping into the arms of Jesus. And uh, yeah, that kind of, yeah, that's where, where play kind of came out of for me. See, it was a sweet story. So yeah, I'm, I'm, thank you for reminding me. You're I completely welcome. forgot about that. And that was actually really powerful. Yeah, it was. Um, it was powerful for me too. Steve, what was your word or phrase for the year? And not how did you do, right. but how did it reset you? Um, well, the word was open. Hmm. Um, and I think... What I expected, see, this is what often happens to me with like word of the year. I do feel like the Lord uh, gives me something and I immediately have my expectations of like what that means, what it will look like. And he usually um, (laughs) challenges those expectations. But um, so I was thinking it would mean like he has things for me. He wants me to be open to receive uh, what what he's going to bring my way this year. And I think that that was definitely there, but I was also, I don't know, like it was just revealed to me that I got to sometimes like let go of stuff in order to have my hands open, mm. you know? And so I feel like things were kind of taken out of my hands. Um, I'm, I don't, I'm not good with change. Mm. Um, that's something that I came to really discover on another level this year mm. as there were just like a lot of changes um, but ultimately, it was good, and um, I wish Kelly was here to kind of help me with my memory because we also had a time of listening prayer. We were, we had a little um, weekend away, and basically, we went somewhere that she got an Airbnb. Didn't think to check if they have Wi-Fi or like a TV set. <laughs> when we got there, there had been a big storm that went through, so the power was out, like in the little town that we were near. <laughs> so there was like nothing to do. And um, in my time of prayer, it was just like I had this word of unplug wow. and power down. And I had a picture. Before that or in, uh, while you were no, there? No, it was like the, the day we got there, I discovered all these things and yeah. I was like fuming yeah. just because like it wasn't what I expected this little time away was going to be. And then the next morning, it was when... Um, yeah, this stuff was kind of revealed to me. So I had a picture of like the iPhone, the little thing on the screen mm-hmm. where you switch it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, he's putting me here on purpose to kind of like reveal this stuff to me. So anyway, that's just one example of uh, having my hands open and being open, but also needing to kind of purge things that are in the way of receiving what he has for me. Mm. So mm. anyway, there's more than that, but that's the short version. So open. Yeah. Yeah, the word for the year is never, I don't think it ever pans out exactly like you (laughs) imagine. I'm similar to you, Steve, that I'm like, and then probably diamonds and money. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) And and it's like, no, not usually. My words for the year were generous ninja. And I 
from the phrase not even really being a phrase I didn't know where it would go um, but I I did envision like oh I'm gonna be like ninja like and just like give people things and surprise them with all these different things and I think I did that quite a bit but as I'm reflecting now at the end of the year I think an area to where I was not generous and where God was perhaps inviting me uh, is to my own self um, I, there's a lot of self-neglect that I'm really waking up to of my own heart. And it's, um, I think that's perhaps what God's calling me to in this next season, which is to really be generous with myself. Hmm. I tend to put, and this makes, you know, we sound very, whatever, altruistic uh, but I tend to put other people first but like I don't I don't I'm not putting that as a, a Girl Scout badge it's <laughs> yeah. um it's to my own detriment mm-hmm. well and, and I get that because I can have a similar personality where generosity toward others is sometimes more born out of a place of like neglect towards self as, a, as opposed to like actually knowingly being generous but but rather saying like well i don't i don't really deserve care or i don't really mm. you know i i don't create the space to to care like oh i don't need that very dismissive of kind of personal needs in order to accommodate others mm-hmm. and it's not actually being generous it's just being kind of unboundaried is that the word yeah just such a lack of boundaries and so then you guys can imagine if there's two a husband and wife whose default is to give to everyone else, but it's not like we're generously giving to each other. It's just, we get, we can, I feel like there's like a lot of emptiness and ashes in our own hearts at this moment, which (laughs) brings me to the gospel question Hmm. of how has the gospel been good news for you this year? So if that, was our word for the year and that was kind of how god was like trying to center us if we think about the gospel being you're more loved than you imagine yet more sinful than you believe like how how is the gospel good news to you perhaps uniquely this year matt i'm gonna go back to you so for me i feel like this year has been pretty pretty strongly like undeserved Hmm. Um, like, yeah, I've, I've worked hard and, and I've done, you know, the things that I knew how to do, but like nothing, nothing would have prepared me for the way that God was going to, to want to like be blessing our family and, and, and just bringing us to the place where we are now, because it's not something I feel like I could have even orchestrated if I wanted to. Mm. Um, and and so I, I feel like just that that undeserved piece like it, it's undeserved it's not earned at all um but it, it's given hmm. i feel like that's what most is resonating with me right now how about you steve um i think where the lord has brought me this year has been a um discovery of being with him uh because I pray I've in the past, I have, you know, had a prayer life, but it's pretty surface. It's pretty cursory. It's, um, between, you know, me and my wife or, you know, 
people at church and um, just my personal um, relationship with the Lord, I have not felt comfortable just being alone with him. Mm-hmm. And um, hmm. through times of healing prayer and listening prayer, I'm beginning to believe that um, he did all this because he wants to be with me. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm beginning to believe that and I'm beginning to find some joy in just unplugging and spending time with him. And um, I've, be, I've, I've begun to make that a more regular thing, hmm. uh, not sporadic, but also not regimented. You know, yep. it's, um, so that's my challenge because, um, you know, I, I want to make lists or, you know, check things off. And so to just be a little bit more res- receptive and responsive to his um, invitation to be with him, I think that has uh, really been a big thing for me this year. So I love that, Steve. There's been like a couple moments in the last week, like looking at a sunrise or mm. hearing a song or just being quiet that I'm like, Oh, like Jesus, that like that intimacy with him. Like, I feel like I haven't felt that in a while. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it made my heart skip a beat. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but it's like, Oh my word. Like it's almost so overwhelming. You want to shut it off. Like his yeah. like scene of you. Have you experienced that at all this year? Like uh, that intimacy? Uh, once or twice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think for the most part, it is just sweet, you know? Um, but there have been times when I really have been overwhelmed, mm. um, just once or twice. So yeah. Me too. Just once or twice too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not all the time. No, 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 no. no. Uh, the gospel been good news for me this year. Um, I know, I don't know if you guys have heard that I go to Wheaton. <laughs> have you guys heard of Wheaton? Wait, isn't that the Harvard of oh, Christian Yeah, University? the yeah, Harvard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome that I'm in your presence right now. <laughs> no. If you guys don't know uh, why we're saying that, go listen to the episode with Christine Kane. We definitely make fun of me. Um, well, Matt still does. I... My first class there was the gospel, and I was, I was like, oh, the gospel, I know this. Uh, but I was so shocked by um, the story of the gospel, and that it's creation, and then the garbage of the fall, and Jesus came to rescue, and then it's not gonna go back to Eden. Like, we're not gonna, uh, the mandate, to Adam and Eve and to us is to be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth, to be priests and kings uh, and cultivators of this world. And so it's going to be the city of God. But the theme from the beginning to the end is this shalom that God wants to make the whole earth good. And he wants to make it right and peaceful. And just that word shalom, like everything is right in the world. Our oldest daughter will say like, she gets frustrated that the world isn't perfect or that she isn't perfect. And I said, you know what? I get frustrated about that too. And your desire for peace and for perfection is such a good desire. Mm-hmm. And so I think as I, um, I, I can over-focus on suffering and on the cross and on the like sin part of the gospel. 
So if I focus not just even on the love, but on the shalom, on the redemption, on that longing we all have for like fresh mountain air in our lungs and everything just beautiful. I was actually driving our kids to school a couple of weeks ago and I was just, we just started talking about heaven and about this new heaven, a new earth, a city of God. And I'm like, you guys, can you just picture driving down this road and the streets are paved with gold and maybe Juju, you're gonna have a, a leopard, you know, aunt friend or she loves anything leopard or tiger. And I was like, there's gonna be no more crying. There's not gonna be any more pain. There's not gonna be any more nighttime. And they're like, no more night. And I just read that in Revelation. I was like, no, Jesus is the light. And my oldest Gwen again, she said, mom, talking about this is making just making me happy Hmm. and I was like that is so good Mm -hmm. and so I think this year that has felt dark for me and for I think a lot of people like just COVID and I said at the beginning of the season how it just feels like we're in a very slow car crash and I and I got a lot of emails from you all saying I relate it just feels like a slow car crash as life feels like that right now but to not just be like, well, well, that's just Christianity, isn't it? Just sucks. It's the cross. <laughs> it's suffering, right? Like yeah. that's, that's what I, I think I can believe. But to think, no, that's not God's. That's not why Jesus came so that we have to suffer and hate everything. There's this good desire in us for this shalom and this peace. And um, if you want that, that's a, that's a good desire. And we will have that if we have Jesus. So. I think just learning at the Harvard of Christian universities, <laughs> of all places, no. But just, I think just immersing myself in the good news of the gospel and then sharing it even with my little kids and just meditating on, like, that's, that shalom is a good desire, Lori. And um, to want that is great. So that brings me to part three of this What Comes Next episode. Should we sing Hamilton? Should we, guys? <laughs> if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just go look up what comes next under Hamilton. Yeah, we understand that's like two years late of a reference, but it's still a, <laughs> still a good cool. song. Oh, yeah. Um, so as we look to 2022, this is where I'll say the announcement thing, and then we're going to unpack some of the reasons why. Guys, we have heard from you guys. We hear all, all the time, almost daily, how this podcast impacts you all and I cannot say how much that means how just the how how you feel like you're our friends and when I meet people and they're like oh man I'm sorry that probably is weird I'm like no you listen to the podcast you're my friend too <laughs> because if you're listening there's just a certain understanding that we have if you're part of this culture that we've been creating here so I, I just want you to know I just thank you for being a part of this family uh just some stats like it's just fun to see we've like half a million downloads at this point and i did again we say this every season at the beginning and the end we didn't know if we'd have more than 10 episodes and i didn't know what i was doing and so you guys made that possible who's listening and you guys have supported this thing um but we need to take a break for 2022 i'm I've actually gotten some messages from you all who've been listening to the last few episodes and some of you hear in my voice how tired I am and how in pain I am. And um, I don't know, like when Pete Scazzaro was like, so yeah, uh, you need some help basically, or I'm breaking down with Kurt Towson. So I haven't really hidden it very well. Um, but 
I think there's a few different reasons, and Matt, I'll let you unpack it. Matt has a new job that's uh, a big shift from him for him mm-hmm. going from one employee, he's going to have like 15 people or something like that. He's going to be overseen in partnership with his, he has a boss too. Um, I'm going to keep going to school. We have a young family at home. Um, but I think too, a big reason I need to take a break from this specific platform, even though I love it, like this, every time we come in this room, Steve, Matt, we're always like, hi guys, <laughs> hi, 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 hi. And then we talk to these amazing people, we get to read these books. But a big reason is I've just endured some pretty mortal wounds doing this job not just this podcast, but speaking. It's a really odd thing to go in front of stage after stage after stage after stage for seven years and try and create safe spaces for me, the embodied speaker, to be in. Hmm. It's an odd thing when you're looking out at the crowd and this couple over here is just whispering and hates you and that parent over there just thinks you're satan and those couples are super excited over there and and that's okay like once or twice but it's an odd thing to be an embodied person with the story i have seeking to create safe spaces and um that's kind of like surface level but there's just some wounding that i got to work with and through so i'm working with professional uh who's helping me work through some of that trauma. And so I have made a commitment since the beginning of this ministry that I never want to get on stages half or partially healed because wounding turns into bitterness. And when you start talking out of bitterness, you guys, you just feel it. I don't know if you guys have ever heard someone get on a stage and they're, they're fiery, but you're like, I can't hear you. So I, I, this isn't going to be like a one-time lament thing. I need some time to work on my heart, to heal it, because I want to honor you, the, the listeners, best. I really want to care for you. And so t- I pray that in 23 we'll come back and I'll be like a monk or something. Oh, what's a girl monk? <laughs> A nun? A nun? No, I can't be a nun. I'm married. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just really want to dive into like contemplative practices. I just signed up for Pete Scazzaro's class that he invited us to um, and doing some, some counseling, doing some heart work. So I care about you, the audience, so much. Uh, and back to the word for the year, about my own self. There's Matt's giving me the counselor proud of you nod i'm proud of you <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. we've been praying and discerning this for months now mm-hmm. it's and this has not been made alone we have a team of advisors that we've been seeking and friends and really agonized over this but we're going to pause it i'm going to be pausing most speaking i am going to continue coaching uh which is i i <laughs> If I get a picture of myself right now, I'm like a grizzled, very like 60 or 70 years old. I'm maybe 62, a 62 year old <laughs> grizzled army general who's been shot up and now I'm back in the like medic tent and then uh, coaching. People come up to me and they'll ask for like advice or consulting if churches do. And I could just, 
give advice from the medical tent. So I still really enjoy that. So if you guys are interested in that, uh, you can go still to lorikrieg.com. You can go to contact and then there's a, a drop down to coaching consulting. Just kind of fill out some more information there and, and all our team will follow up with you with some further things. So I'm going to be doing it in a limited capacity. Uh, but that's something that still gives me life and it's, uh, it's not platformed. So I, I feel like we can really go, go eye to eye as I'm getting stitched up. Matt Krieg mm -hmm. though, for 22, I guess just like, what are your hopes? What, what are you envisioning practically? What are you doing and what, what do you hope for in 22? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you mentioned the, the, the big job shift and, and being a, a site director um, for second story counseling here in Grand Rapids, mm -hmm. um, which I'm really excited to take because, A, I mean, it's a weird story how it all came about, but... Um, Do you want to share it? You can't open that door. Yeah, I mean, I guess finish. so. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I was actually going in um, and planning to talk to the owner uh, about, about actually taking a step back because things have become so busy. And I get in there and he's Wait, like... Wait, so Matt has his own caring well So I have my well own counseling. caring well practice. He was working with them for one day a week because he could get... Uh, Certain insurances that, that I couldn't get on my own. Um, and so I was going in because of it was busy and I was like, I don't know that I have time to, to do all this. And so I was going in with the idea of like, I need to have this conversation with him just to say, hey, I might need to step back. And then like first words out of his mouth that day were like, Matt, I need to talk to you. Do you have time? I was like, sure. I'm like, great. I now have a meeting set up so I can tell him this. And he's <laughs> like, so I've been thinking about opening a, a site in, you know, in Grand Rapids and, and want to know if you're interested in being the, you know, the site director. And I'm like, uh, oh, you know, really kind of stunned by it. And then entered this kind of place of prayer and just wondering, okay, what does this mean? And, you know, and, and, and how, and what would it mean for caring well? And, and ultimately came to the, per, to the place of saying, okay, yeah, I really want to do this. I love the culture that Mike has created at Second Story. I love the people there. Um, and being a part of a team is actually really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it's not as, it doesn't feel as lonely, I guess, as it had been working on my own. And with one. And with one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with Katie, who I, I definitely appreciate and, and everything. But And she's coming too. And she's coming with me. Yeah. It's like so so we're folding caring well into second story and it's gonna be big. Um, I mean, going from, from myself and Katie to, to having, you know, uh, at this point, yeah, like 10, 10, 11 people underneath me that I'm gonna be offering supervision and direction to and and just taking that step organizationally in into much more of an administrative and, and guidance role. Um, and so it's going to be a transition. It's going to, as much as I'm excited about it, I don't actually know what it all is going to entail because we're still in this place of like waiting on the space, mm -hmm. like waiting to actually take possession of the location and, and then be able to actually furnish and do all this kind of stuff. So it's so much up in the air. I actually don't know what it's going to look like. Um, but I'm hopeful that in doing it, it'll actually free up some some time to to be home for the kids when they get home for school. So often, Matt is with clients till nine ten p.m. at night. Uh, so if he has less clients, he can do more work with yeah. other counselors. Is there anything you're scared of? Like you said, you don't know if the space is like Matt. This audience has heard you grow. They've heard your story, porn addiction. 
you know, then working with me, then you were my boss, I was your boss, and then you <laughs> broke off and did your own caring well, and now it's this other thing. So like, I guess I have seen you grow. And something I said over Thanksgiving that I'm so thankful for is I feel like I'm watching you become more and more of your new kingdom, new heaven, new earth self, even as you step into this role. And so I just watched you go from like, I can't even apply for jobs to look at Matt's a boss person. So I guess just like where, what are you, how does that feel? And maybe what are you scared of? Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm scared because of the fact that this is, this is more people like administration stuff than, than I've ever had to do. Um, and, and so that, that is, that is nerve wracking for me. Um, you know, because as anyone who has listened to the podcast or seen us speak knows, I am, I am much more the, the calm, subdued <laughs> presence in What are you trying, who are you stage. comparing it's, to? Um, <laughs> Steve, obviously. That's the yeah. most professional radio real, voice among us. I'm a real firecracker. He is. I mean, you've heard him get loud and boisterous. And, oh, no. oh, to me. Yeah, yes, to you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's just something that I don't have. It's not my natural, like, default to have this, like, driver stage kind of, I, w I don't even know if I would call myself charismatic and like having charisma, not from like a theological perspective, but like, I, I don't, I wouldn't call myself like an overtly charismatic, like presence, you know, in a room. I'm much more the counselor, which is why I'm a counselor. <laughs> and, and so I'm really nervous about that, being able to lead a team. And yet while I'm nervous, I also feel like God has prepped me for this. Um, and so I'm excited to, to hopefully continue developing the team that, that is, has been there and that will be coming there um, to really become this space where we are well-equipped to care for the people who are coming in the door. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm excited, I'm nervous, all sorts of emotions and, and everything. I need to like pull out my feeling wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I love the feeling wheel. I do love the feeling wheel. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for sharing that. Steve, so if you don't see us every week, uh, what's going to change for you? <laughs> well, uh, instead of you coming over here, I just plan on showing up at your house Please once do. a week. Uh, That'd just, be great. Uh, you know, no. Um, I don't know. This, uh, this idea of being with, uh, I just felt like the Lord was speaking to me or beginning a conversation with me, uh, what's this, uh, two nights ago, hmm. and, um, and it has to do with a new form of involvement in our church, wow. um, and this past year has been a stepping back from stuff there. Um, for me and Kelly, Kelly especially, and um, we started talking about um, how we can be a ministry to couples our age. Wow. So anyway, so it's still very much just kind of an incubation right now, but we're praying about it and we're putting some ideas together. So that's, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, that's enough. That's um, amazing, yeah. Steve. And even we'll if you see. weren't doing that, who you are... Thank Matters. you. Yes, and that's mm -hmm. and that's the idea is being with Jesus, so that we're in a good spot to be with people. Yep. So, 
it's it's really not formed beyond just kind of like being present. So that's where we're at. Do you guys remember Ken Boa? Remember yeah. that interview? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've thought about that a few times the last few weeks, how he kept saying, let your being energize your doing. doing. Yeah. yeah. And when my therapist this week was, I don't know, every once in a while she just laughs at me and how much I live out of the external and not my heart. <laughs> when she was like saying, you live a lot on the outside and it's time to work on the inside. It just makes me think of Ken Boa and so many amazing people we have interviewed yeah. mm-hmm. who just emphasize that being uh, energizing your doing. And so that's, that's my hope for 22 and that's my hope for you all who are listening uh would just be that we really work on our interior lives on our being not out of a sense of we got oh i gotta like make it perfect but just being with jesus i had someone ask me on an interview recently like how can lgbt people be a bridge to the church and I said, you know, a few years ago, I would have answered this differently. I would have been like, yeah, man, get in there. And I said, you know what? I just want to tell you, you don't have to. You don't have to be a bridge. I said, God may call you to that, but I would encourage you to focus on getting a few really close friends who know you and love you as you are. Just really... Get, getting your system of, of knowing who you are and having your, your people around you and then ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? But this frenetic energy that I know I have worked out of that has driven me to really burn out. And I, I, I need to clarify too, there's no secret life. There's no, Matt and I, I feel like we've never been better friends. We're air high-fiving right now. (laughs) We're doing really great. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful for him. I get tears in my eyes so often when I talk about how thankful I am for Matt. Thank you, Jesus. But just just know that, guys, if you're listening and you feel this like frenetic burden to have to go and save the world, Jesus already did that. Abide in him and walk in walk in him and he'll he'll show you how to have your doing come from your mm-hmm. being. So this is a good place to pause. I'm gonna say pause in faith. <laughs> <laughs> God willing, we'll see what 23 holds, but I don't want to hold, I don't want to make any promises, guys, because as Matt asked me as we were in one discerning phase, he's like, well, what if God isn't blessing it anymore? Like, I'm not saying this specific podcast, but he, I don't want to go ahead of God. So we're going to focus on this being, and then we'll, we'll put it before him. We're going to ask him, God, is this something that you want to do? We know we definitely, he wanted us to do it this far. We're going to pause it, and we're going to put it in his hands. Uh so thank you guys so much for being a part of this podcast. Uh, Wait, please, don't, don't end what? it yet. Don't end it yet. Okay, what? Uh, because I, when you said you were proud of Matt, yeah. I wanted to amen that. Okay. I also see it, and I am also um, feel it as like a privilege to just kind of um, be a spectator to that. Oh, okay, so do um, you want to jump in? Or? I'm doing it right okay, now. Okay, sorry. This is it. Are you okay? We're going to have to cut this out. I mean, because this is, I, I feel like this episode is us being real. Yeah, it is. So, uh, so and also, I, I'm tired of editing. I'm just not going to edit anymore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I am really, really impressed and proud of how you 
had this thing, this thing that the Lord gave you, mm-hmm. you know, five years ago or whatever when we first talked about this. And, and I remember you saying, I just feel like the Lord is saying podcast. Yeah. And um, the fact that you're also at this point willing to let go mm-hmm. and not just assume that that means podcast forever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or indefinitely or without interruption. Um, mm-hmm. I just think not many people in ministry do that. I feel like they get their, I don't know what, call, I guess, um, at some point in life and then stop listening because they're like, okay, got my call and I'm going to do this forever. Yeah. Um, and so I like that you just don't take that for granted. So that's all. Thank you. I, I've said for a long time, you know, I want to take my marching orders from the Lord, but I hope it's like what you're describing, Steve, just that intimacy that you're experiencing, that it's just, it's like the, I hope it's just more and more like the nudge of a friend. Hey, yeah. Let's go this way. Let's mm. go this way. So guys listening, you're great. Matt, Steve, you guys here, you're great. This has been like a total, total privilege and a blessing. And um, if you guys want to drop us a note, you're welcome to hit us up a podcast at lauriecreek.com. If you have any stories that you haven't shared or have shared of what this podcast has meant to you, I will share it with Steve and Matt and the whole team. There's a whole other team behind us mm-hmm. who help arrange the guests. I want to thank Michelle and Hope and Amanda and Jesse and John who are running uh, different pieces of this. There's a whole slew of people who make this happen, including Steve and his nights here editing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm happy to pass those notes along. Uh, and feel free to keep sharing episodes with your friends. It means a lot. All right, guys. So for all of us here at the Hold My Heart podcast, God willing, we'll see you again. Mm-hmm.